Have you ever tried to uh, catch a chicken or catch some cats? That's crazy, right? It's tough to catch a cat. You know, it can be very exhausting and not effective. Welcome to Mind Matters with Dr. J.A. Jones. Dr. Jones is the head pastor of the Faith Community Church of God in Orange Park, Florida. Relationships, finances, our spiritual life, whatever it is, our problems start within, in our minds. Dr. Jones explores mental wellness through the application of God's word in our lives. It's just what the doctor ordered. Let's join him now and dig into Mind Matters because your mind matters to God. Good day. Welcome to Mind Matters. I'm glad you're here. Today, it's an important topic to talk about. I'm glad that you're here on this particular time at the particular show that I'm sharing with you today. You know, most people like to start over every year and do new things and resolutions or commitments or they resolve to do something. So no matter if it's the beginning of the year, which it is at this particular time, but if you want to start over, this is a good time to listen and tune in. Today, it's about how we live matters. Five ways to live your best life. Because how you live do matter. In what manner, in what way, by what means you do what you do. Because we all have a way of doing certain things. So five things we're going to address today. Five areas I am going to focus on in living your best life. Spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Those are the first two, relationally, financially, and hopefully we get to the point of talking about our bodies, our physical life, how we look at our physical body, right? Most people take time and look in the mirror at some point. But the first point is this. The first area we're going to discuss is spiritual. We are spiritual beings. The Bible talks about it, and I'm sure that it is true. No matter what I think, the Bible is always true. The Bible said we're spirit, soul, and body. But more importantly, my first point is, how are you living spiritually? In order to live effective as a spiritual being, you got to know that you are a spirit. The Bible even says in John chapter 4, verse 24, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We have been created in the image and likeness of God. Yes, sir, you as a man, you as a woman, a mother, father, whoever you are and what relationship you have, the most important relationship you can have in life is your spiritual life. That begins first, no matter what's going on. The Bible also says, but we must seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added or given to you uh, as well. Spiritual things are so important as we go forward. Most people worship somebody. Most people understand faith. But once you put your faith in Christ, you give your heart to Jesus, repent, get it right with God. That's the first step toward understanding who you are as a spiritual person. And once we understand how to live in that fashion, we'll find ourselves going in a better direction in life. We will find ourselves going on the path of living our best life because how you live do matter to God. God is your source. God is not a resource. So once you put your faith in Christ, you're on your way to living your best life spiritually first. Um, And that's so important because 
we have to reflect on moments of how we practice and how we become more spiritual than we have ever been in our life, especially at the beginning of the year. Most people pray. Most people find a place of worship somewhere. Most people pray when they're in crisis. They may not go to a place of worship, which I do wish that people do find themselves in a place of a spiritual place of worship called church, uh, whatever it may be to you. But you have to go and worship God in spirit and in truth. Matter of fact, the Bible says, do not forsake the assembly of yourselves, but gather with like faith people. And that will help you more than anything. There's so many studies that are out about your spiritual worship. Even scientific studies suggest that spiritual practices like prayer, gratitude can possibly impact mental health. It can reduce stress. It can promote a sense of well-being. It seems like science is trying to catch up with what the Bible has already said because the Bible always addresses our spiritual life and it helps us to take uh, a better place in life. So first thing is this. In order to live your best life, you got to know your spiritual life is very, very important because how you live matter spiritually. I want to talk about another thing as we go forward. Not just your spiritual life, but what about your mental life? I do believe in these five areas, your spiritual life, your mental life, your relational life, your financial life, and your physical life. Because how you live matter. You can look at somebody else and you can see how they're living and you may look at them and say, wow, they got some problems. They got issues or they don't know where they're going in life. They look so discouraged, discombobulated. They are down and out. But listen, I'm glad you're tuning in to this radio show today, Mind Matters. Your mental life is very important as well. How you manage mental wholeness is key to mental wellness. Here's another principle. It says this, do not be anxious for nothing or about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. It is a big thing today as it relates to mental health, mental wellness, or mental illness. The battle is always starts in your mind. The battle begins in everyone's mind. I look at the the word mind, M-I-N-D, moving in new directions. Our mind should constantly be growing. We should be constantly moving and thinking better and thinking more subconscious versus conscious, but we have to understand mental wellness as it relates to living your best life. Some people mind are racing every day. They're just, they have a wondering mind. They don't know how to stay focused. They don't know how to stay disciplined because of how they're thinking about the past. Some people have been traumatized. They have went through so many adversity situations and they have still, they're still dealing with adversity for some reason or not. But I want to pray for you. I am encouraging you. 
I want to take time and pray for your mind. Father, I pray for the minds of those that are listening right now, whatever they're going through uh, mentally, emotionally, relationally. I pray that you would keep their mind as they put their thoughts on you because your word tells us if we keep our mind on you, you're the one that would keep us in perfect peace because we trust in you. And help us, God, to keep our mind where it needs to be. All right, I wanted to say that to you at this present time. Here's another scripture that talks about that. I already spoke about what Isaiah says about it in Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, about keeping your mind on him and God will keep you in perfect peace. Now that word perfect peace talks about maturity, being mature and how you look at tranquility, how you look at contentment, how you look at yourself from the inside out. It's very, very important. So many people are down and out. So many people are discouraged today. But as you start this new year, as you start the new day, as you start the new week, you have to have your mind where it needs to be. A lot of times when I'm doing certain things or presenting certain things or going to certain places in life, I I tell my family or I would tell my wife, I would tell somebody, I have to get my mind right for this moment. I have to get my mind where it needs to be because I know what I'm getting ready to deal with could be so challenging. It could be daunting. But if you keep your mind where it needs to be, you'll find yourself in a place of peace. Here's another scripture in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22. It says, a cheerful heart is a good medicine, but a crushed spirit or a broken spirit dries up the bones. So attitude is everything. Smile more. Laugh more. You should, you should find something every day to smile about. You should find something every day to laugh because laughter is like a medicine. It can rearrange how you're thinking. It can shift your mood. Practice mindfulness. You have to take moments of every day to be fully present. You do it mentally, whether it's, for example, I like to do deep breathing. I like to inhale and I like to exhale. I take my time and do it slowly every day. Get the oxygen in my body, more oxygen in my brain, and will help you to be more calm, especially before before a challenging meeting, a challenging day, a challenging experience in your family, at work, on the road, wherever you're going, take time to breathe. Take time to walk. I do a lot of prayer walking. As I'm walking, I'm praying. As I'm walking, I'm talking to God. And I encourage you to do the same as well, especially in this new day, new year, new month, and a new season, because it is a new season, whether you want to embrace it or not. Take time to pause. Don't talk a lot. Listen more than you talk. Just pause. Take a break throughout the day and allow your heart and your mind to take in what's really going on. Take time to be silent. Silence is golden. Silence can be transcendent. It can help you to think about what you're thinking about, and it will help you to think better. Embrace the present moment can significantly impact your mental wellness and your emotional health. It's so important. 
because, you know, trying to take control of everything is sometimes we can get too whack and we can go crazy. Have you ever tried to uh, catch a chicken or catch some cats? That's crazy, right? It's tough to catch a cat. You know, it can be very exhausting and not effective. And a lot of times we just don't take time because we're racing. We're trying to go here and there. According to many studies, we think about 50,000 thoughts a day, and they say that those thoughts are repetitive from the previous day. So if you don't like where you are, you got to change how you're thinking. And as you change how you're thinking, you'll change how you're living. Because my goal today is help you to understand how to live your best life. Because how you and, and how I live, it matters. It matters to your family. It matters where you work. It matters to yourself, hopefully. Hopefully you take self-evaluation sometimes. So we must understand the power of paying attention to what we give our attention to. That's the second thing I'm sharing with you today. The first thing, let's recap. I'm glad you're joining with me today with Mind Matters, with myself, Dr. Jones. We have shared about the first thing is important to have your best life because your life do matter. Your spiritual life, you have to know that you have to stay connected to God because God is spirit. We're spiritual people and we have to worship him in spirit and in truth. Worship means a time of intimacy, what you, how you pray, be consistent in your prayer life. If you're a Christian, I'm talking to Christians right now as relates to how you're living and being connected to God through his son, Jesus, through prayer, prayer is key reading the Bible, basic instructions before leaving earth. It would keep your spiritual life in tune with the right person and it'll keep you going in the right direction. So we all must stay in a spiritual space, right? Very, very important. The second thing we talked about as you're just tuning in, if you want to have your best life in this year, you got to understand the power of flourishing in relationships. And that's so important. And as we go forward, that is technically the third thing I want to get to as we move forward in this Mind Matters show today. Dr. Jones is the pastor of Faith Community Church of God in Orange Park, reaching a hurting world with the love of Jesus. We thank you for listening to Mind Matters, and we encourage you to show support for the many community outreach ministries that Dr. Jones and Faith Community Church tend to. You can give at Faith Community's website, faithccop.org, or just text money sign and the amount you want to give to 833-435-8022. That's 833-435-8022. We are blessed to be a blessing. Now let's get back to the program. So as we go forward, why flourish in relationships? I believe I said that earlier. It is so important because how we relate to people, that's the key. But we should flourish. We should not live a life of mediocrity as it relates to relationships because we all have some type of relationship. It could be as a parent with your child or a parent with adult children. Or it could be a relationship, obviously, in marriage, husband and wife, a relationship at work, a co-worker with co-workers, or a relationship with a supervisor or the CEO or whatever that relationship may be. Uh, relationships are so key. 
you could, as you're single or, or you could be in a relationship with great friends. And then you may have some relationships that you want to sever and not continue. You know, we all have levels of relationships that we need to understand how to flourish in those things. Because sometimes we can be in unhealthy relationships and we're caught in the cycle of that relationship and do not know how to get out. In order to live your best life, you have to understand how to flourish and how to be aware of what you need to do to make the next step so that relationship won't become so toxic in your mind that your life will, will disintegrate <laughs> to a degree and just go down, right? So even the Bible talks about ungodly or unhealthy relationships. It says this in the book of Corinthians, evil communications corrupt good morals or good manners. No matter how your relationship is with God, if we connect with the wrong people, it can cause us to go down a bad path. So this area of living your best life in these five areas, we've talked about your spiritual life, which is paramount, your mental life, which is important as well. But now we're going to address the area number three or the five, one of the five areas is how to flourish in relationships. For example, if you are single, and you want to be married. And only thing I'm doing today is giving you an overview. I can't go in depth, but I can at least touch the surface. The Bible says this, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and retain or receives favor from the Lord. It did. That's in Proverbs chapter 18. It did not say he who finds a woman. It said he who finds a wife. There's so many women that are not ready and because they're not wife ready, right? And there's so many men that are not ready because they're not husband ready. So I believe in this. This is just my understanding and I'm going to take it to my grave. <laughs> you know, society is so different. You know, so many times a woman will go after a man, right? I think that's backwards, but it is what it is in our society. I think the, the man should go after the woman at some point. So if a man is ready, as if he's thinking about getting in a serious relationship, uh, the man should be pursuing the woman and the woman should be waiting for the man at some point. I mean, wherever people meet, it could be at the library. You may connect with somebody. It could be online. You may connect with somebody. It could be in church. It could be while you're at the grocery store, whatever it is, the Bible always addresses everything that pertains to us, right? God will perfect those things that concerns us. So the, the scripture is this, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and attains favor of the Lord. Here's another scripture that talks about relationships. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves, but a threefold cord or threefold strand is not easily broken. And the key there is in any relationship, God has to be the glue. God has to be the center, right? Most people, when things are broken, if they want to put it back together, they go to the store and get some glue. You know, today they got Gorilla Glue. They got Super Glue because it's a valuable item or it's something important to you, right? I know you're listening and I know you understand what I'm saying. So you may want to glue some things back together, but the glue in any relationship, two people, 
Wherever it may be, it is God in the middle. God is the one that keeps things together. Now, before entering a marriage, you know, investing time in understanding yourself, it is key. <laughs> uh, if I don't say anything else that you get today, I want you to understand you have to invest time to get to know who you are. If you don't know who you are, and if you connect to the wrong person, you can go down a crazy path that you can never recover for the most part. But you got to know yourself, know your thoughts, know where you come from, know your tendencies, know your shortcomings, know your good, know everything about yourself because it will be exposed. It will come out sooner or later, especially in a relationship. If you're thinking about marriage, I would encourage you to think about premarital counseling or go to a marriage workshop. Focus on something that helps you to communicate better verbally and non-verbally. These are some of the ways you can get to know yourself. Understand conflict resolution because conflicts are going to happen. Disagreements are going to happen. People have so many arguments till they it becomes domestic. And the police come to the house, what we call domestic violence. I've seen athletes. I've seen actors on TV. I've seen it. And you have seen it too, where people, it you know, they make a lot of money. They're very popular. They have great credentials and what they do in life, but their relationship sucks. <laughs> That's the thing that came to mind. Their relationships are not healthy, right? So people do not know themselves because once life happens, the test will come, right? You can't cover it up any longer with money or with your job, you really got to deal with what you got to deal with. Because planning a wedding is like preparing for a marathon. It requires training, endurance, and occasionally it's a sprint. Because, you know, my wife likes, well, it, I, we haven't seen this show in a while, Bridezilla uh, or Groomzilla. You know, it's when the bride is just crazy and going everywhere and don't know what's going on. And the groom is the same way and, you know, just a crazy thing they make. Uh, the lives of their friends or families miserable because they don't know who they are. You know, it's more than just <clears throat> nerves, but it's something that starts on the inside and it manifests on the ice outside through anxiety, through panic attacks, through trying to get people to do things they don't want to do or trying to control others. A bridezilla. You don't ever want to be a bridezilla, you know, it comes from the Godzilla, the movie Godzilla. Y'all get that later, right? <laughs> so, or Groomzilla, and that's so important. So study says this. It indicates that couples, if they're serious about a relationship going forward, if they're ready to make, you know, that commitment, they should engage in premarital education, you know, because it is a highly likelihood of that relationship to become successful if they're engaging in uh, education toward their marriage and they will have a more satisfying marriage because it's like giving your relationship a head start in the marathon of a married life. One of the other things in order to flourish in relationships, see, I'm only just touching a few things today as it relates to living your best life. If you just tuned in, we're talking about how to flourish in relationships. I just addressed, you know, marriage. If you're ready for it, 
But what about if you're already in marriage? How to have a nurturing love and understanding between two people. Now, the Bible has a lot to say about it. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Wives, submit to your own husbands as unto the Lord. Because once you're married, the journey <laughs> is in there. You're there. You know, it's about nurturing love and it's about understanding. It's about compromise. It's about commitment. I've been together with my wife 46 plus years. We've been married 43 years. So I know what it takes. We haven't had a smooth ride, but we've had a great ride because God has always been in the middle. If he were not at some point, we brought him back into the middle because God is the glue that keep all relationships together. Here's a, a principle in Ephesians. It says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. <laughs> I don't know if anybody that doesn't want to have a house that is full of peace, joy, and love. You know, when I come home, I want it to be a haven a heaven of peace, a heaven of, of almost like heaven, but a haven of peace and, and joy and tranquility. And it can be just like that. And for the most part, where we live is just that way. Because the Bible said love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking. Love is not easily angered. It keeps no wrong, and it actually keeps no record of wrong. That's what the Bible said in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And I think that's so relevant if you're in a marriage. You got to focus on God's love for you. You got to know who you are. You got to love yourself. And then you, think you can express love to your spouse because that's so important. Regularly expressing appreciation for your spouse's efforts and making time for shared activities, it will bring a sense of joy and a sense of contentment within that relationship. What about acts of kindness? I think that's so important in any marriage. Sometimes you have to do things individually or separate from one another, but once you come together, you can share those experiences. And I know for experience, in my relationship, in counseling countless couples, it will strengthen the bonds of your love as you go forward. You know, some people may have said like marriage is like a roller coaster. There are ups, there are downs. <laughs> there are occasionally loop de loops, you know, like the loop. <laughs> but the key is to enjoy the ride together and hold on tight. Hold on to God. Hold on to one another because there's a lot of research that shows that the expression of gratitude in a relationship are linked to increased relational satisfaction. It seems that saying thank you is not just good manners, but it can be a powerful relationship enhancer. So I'm only giving you a, just a brief overview. I'm not going in depth, but I want you to understand these five areas to flourish and live your best life because how you live and how I live, it matters. I know sometimes you look in the mirror and you just may tell yourself, 
What in the world is going on? Well, how you live matters. What about if you're single? I've been single. Most people go through so many issues, but being single and content is key. So as we wrap this session up today, uh, and we'll pick it up next week as we talk about the importance of living your best life, five areas to live your best life because how you live matters. We talked about today, and I'm glad you're tuning in to this Mind Matters with myself. We talked about the importance of your spiritual life, how it's important to stay connected to God. You have to put your faith in God every day. Have faith in God, the Bible says. We talked about your mental life, your emotional life, Keep your mind on him and God will keep you in perfect peace. You don't have to live in a state of anxiety, but also we talked about your relational life, just one aspect of it. But thank you for tuning in to Mind Matters. I'll see you next week as we pick up where we left off. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Mind Matters with Dr. J.A. Jones. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 5 p.m. right here on Praise 107.9 for more insightful discussion about how God's Word can get our minds right. You can also hear Dr. Jones preach in person Sundays at 11 a.m. at Faith Community Church of God at 1268 Gano Avenue in Orange Park, Florida, 32073. Thanks again for listening. Stay mindful and keep striving for improvement because your mind matters to God.